0: Trophy has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Sports became a passion of mine. So seeing those two merged together is a really beautiful balance in my life. And I couldn't be happier to be a part of Padres Huddle the Cause because of that.
1: Welcome to Hot Coffee Cold Beer. I'm your host, Brock Hendricks, with the LA Lakers, Clippers, and Kings. On this podcast, we'll sit down and share a hot coffee or a cold beer with those who have made a name for themselves working inside the highly competitive sports industry. All the content heard today is solely reflective of the independent reporting by hot coffee, cold beer and our team, and does not reflect the opinion or feelings of AEG, Staples Center, the LA Lakers, Clippers, Kings, or Sparks. On today's episode, we'll learn about the world of sports foundations as we share a coffee or beer with Shannon Hearn, a program manager for the San Diego Padres charity called Padres Pedal the Cause. You'll hear about how Shannon got involved with Padres Pedal after participating in an event with her teammate and deciding to dedicate her life to service. Shannon tells us what it was like to be one of the last ever staff members of the San Diego Chargers and how her why runs deeper than sports. You can learn more about Padres Pedal the cause and how you can get involved anywhere in the nation by visiting gopedal.org. Shannon, it's really good to connect with you here today. Do you have a hot coffee or cold beer ready to go?
0: Hot coffee and right at five o'clock, I'll be cracking open a beer to join you.
1: I was going to say, how many cups of coffee do you have a day? Like, are you like me where you have a major problem?
0: (laughs) Yes, probably very similar. I love a good local spot right across the street from my parents' place in Solana Beach. So I'll step over there in the morning and probably around 10 o'clock
1: have another one. (laughs) Free product placement I have to give out is better buzzed coffee in San Diego. It's just like, it's coffee unlike anything I've ever had.
0: Yes, that is one of my favorites. It is local in a few spots in San Diego, but my go-to is Barefoot Roasters, and that's on Cedro's in Solana Beach. So next time you come to visit, that's where we got to go.
1: My only two rules in life are support your local brewery and support your local coffee shop. So you got a great
0: title for this podcast then. That's perfect. It's
1: pretty much the only two things I drink. I get jacked up on coffee and then have one too many beers at the end of the day. It's five o'clock somewhere, right?
0: We'll start throwing in some water there for you too to make some more balance, Brock.
1: (laughs) So we really wanted to talk to you today because the world of sports giving and foundational work in pro sports is really important of a story for us to tell, not because it's a money maker like ticket sales or premium, but because it's a team's way of really adding value to a community and being just so much more than wins and losses on a field. And the San Diego Padres do a pretty terrific job of this. So this is an amazing story. I'll, I'll let you tell the core of this. But essentially, this foundation exists because a man named Bill Komen develops cancer He then moves to San Diego to get treatment. He beats cancer and then essentially uses this foundation as a giant thank you to the city that helped him beat it. So here we are years later having the Padres name on his charity. Let's start here. Tell us about the foundation. Tell us how the Padres are helping end cancer.
0: Yeah, that was a great recap. Provide a little bit more color to it. Pedal the Cause was actually founded in St. Louis in 2009 by, you said it, Bill Komen. K-O-M-A-N, funny enough, no relation to Komen San Diego, but he is a two-time lymphoma survivor. And his family, born and raised in St. Louis, and they started Pedal the Cause out there. He actually ended up moving to San Diego, and he saw the need for the research, for cancer research here in San Diego right away. If you guys have ever been to Torrey Pines here in San Diego, there's actually one mile of road where there are three NIH-designated institutions that fund and research cancer research specifically. So he saw that, and he knew that the cure is going to be in San Diego. He actually started the second pedal the Cause here, was starting that for a few years, and then the Padres caught wind of it. And we ended up partnering with the Padres and changed our name to Padres Pedal the Cause. So that's the basis of it. We partner with four institutions, and I'll list them off really quickly. Sanford Burnham Prebis. Salk, UC San Diego Moores Cancer Center, and Rady Children's Hospital. So you can see it's a great balance right there. And we have one main event every year, and it's pedal the cause. It's a cycling event. It happens at Petco Park, which is pretty phenomenal to have the Padres backing to have the event happen there and to have the operational support. But 100% of proceeds that are raised go directly to cancer research. So really happy to partner with them and really happy to be making an impact on cancer research in San Diego.
1: There's really not a bad place in San Diego. It's like the most scenic city in the world. So to have a bike race somewhere in San Diego, there's no bad place to put it, but especially near Petco Park.
0: Yes, Very true. You see cyclists all up and down the coast. And it's kind of unique having a route downtown San Diego because you go, you really truly start on the field. You go throughout downtown over the Coronado Bridge. They shut down the bridge for us. And then you go around downtown San Diego and back. You end on the field and we have
1: plenty of cold beers for you there afterwards too. You touched on something that's pretty powerful in this world of the foundational work. And Padres Petal actually has two pretty unique models for foundational work, one of which being this 100% model you just talked Mm -hmm. about, meaning 100% of the money raised goes straight to the cause. There's some of the biggest foundations in the world don't even give 30 cents on the dollar. To their cause. And here's what I find particularly brilliant. So, there's something unique about what you do at Padres Pedal with the four main beneficiary groups in San Diego that you mentioned. The Padres actually make these groups work together. So, you have to file together for funding in order for anyone to receive funding. Like, I love the team-spirited approach there of you all have to win for anyone to win. How exactly does that work? I, I, I'm sure I butchered that process in some Not way. Not at
0: all. That was, you touched on some really great things. I'll start off with the 100% model. That is something that is huge for us. I'm so proud to be a part of an organization where we're able to donate 100% for a few reasons. It was actually a selling point for me to join the team. And that's because I've grown up raising money for different foundations. And it is incredibly rare that it's 100%. So I have no qualms asking my family and friends to donate to this cause because you know it's going to a great mission. And that mission is collaboration. So with our four institutions, let's back up a minute. What we do is you raise the money. Last year, we raised over $3 million. And we let those four institutions know that, hey, we have this incredible amount of funding you can now place your applications for a grant to receive the funding. When that happens, we work with UC San Diego, Rayee, Salk, and Sanford Burnham. Each nominates a panelist to be on this board to choose those grants that will be funded. So it's really exciting to see it come from the start where we're raising that money all the way to the execution. And we actually have a few different webinars throughout the year that are called our Road to Discovery webinars, where we hear firsthand from those doctors and researchers from different institutions collaborating together and we see the impacts of what we're funding. And it's really awesome to see that collaboration. And you nailed it on the head, that teamwork right here in San Diego.
1: How does the actual application process work? It's one thing to say, hey, we have $3 million that we're willing to give towards cancer. But when somebody applies to receive this money for them to use this funding, do they have to apply and say, this is exactly where your money is going? Because to be getting 100% of real dollars is an honor. Is there a little bit of a tougher process to get approved for that? Or, you know, how in depth do they have to get about what they are doing with your money?
0: That's a great question and be totally transparent. We're a little more hands off on that. It truly is the beneficiaries, the experts in that field who are picking and choosing who gets that money to produce the seed research that's so needed. And from the funding, Padres Settled the Cause, they then go on to get additional funding, which will lead to clinical trials. And you see patients in San Diego actually reaping the benefits of the efforts that we're putting forward. To kind of give you just that brief overview, it's that panelists of our four beneficiaries who pick and choose who receives the funding.
1: It really makes you think about this larger conversation, right? Of like, where does my money go? When you spend $15 at a restaurant and you hear about what that restaurant is doing outside of business, like what foundations they're supporting and what kind of causes they're really funding. It makes you think a lot about like, wouldn't this $15 go so much farther if I gave it to somebody who is going to give all 15 of it back to cancer? You know what I mean?
0: I completely agree. And like I said before, it's so important for us to know exactly where our money is going. And There are so many incredible causes out there in the world to donate our time, our support, and our finances to. And it's really reassuring to know that 100% of what is raised, you know where it's going. And it's cool that we have these webinars where you can listen in and you can see the exact responses. And not only do we have our researchers and our doctors on those webinars. But last week we had a lung cancer one and we had a patient perspective, an individual of the name of Isabella De La Jose And she is a mother of five, stage four cancer fighter, lung cancer. And she just rode her bike across the United States to raise awareness for it. Wow. So we learned from her perspective, what it's like remaining active, staying positive, fighting this cancer. And she was having conversations with our doctors and researchers who are Padres Petal funded doctors and researchers. And they were telling her, keep hope, we're fighting because of you, you keep fighting for us, this is the research that we're doing to hopefully eventually help you.
1: Wow, what a gift that, you know, if there's ever a day in your line of work, Shannon, that, you know, because everything becomes a job, right? Even something you love and even foundational work and giving back, but if you ever start to feel down or you ever start to feel like, you know, you need a little bit of an extra motivation or a, or a why source that day. You can just look internally. You can look at like the story like that. How do you not go into work pumped up every single day?
0: It's honestly hard not to I feel incredibly blessed to be a part of this organization as a whole. And my core team is everything to me. We're a small staff. There are four of us, we contract out a few other things. But this core 4 they motivate and inspire me every day. And truly, we wake up excited to see the impact that we're making on San Diego and the United States as a whole, hopefully the world. But right now we're gonna start at baby steps. And right here in San Diego, our community is so worth fighting for.
1: With your job only having a handful of core events, it's not like selling a sports team where you know NBA teams have 41 or 44 home games per year. You're only really crafting two to three per year total. When you think about there's the one huge bike race, there's the pedal to cause, mm-hmm. there's the grocery delivery day, and then there's you know a handful of incremental events there. So what is your day to day like if you're spending an entire year? really working on one big race and a handful of events.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going back to that 100% model, it's very important for us to work year round underwriting our budget. So we need to work with sponsors, private donors, individual donors in our community to make sure that our operations are covered, our marketing is covered, all of that good stuff. So that 100% of what our participants are raising goes directly to the cancer research. So that's pretty impactful. And that takes up a lot of our time because we want to make sure that we can execute on our mission. Now, other than that, it's so important for us to cultivate relationships within our community. And that's really a role that's on each of us in our core four, because it's so important to get to know and to listen to our cancer fighters, their family members, our sponsors to see what they want to do, what impact they want to make on this community. So we listen to them and we see what events they want us to host, how we can help them fundraise. And we'll execute many, many smaller form events throughout the year to individually support and customize experiences for our community. So yes, we do have Padres Pedal the Cause once a year, but we have many events throughout that and many programs. You mentioned a really good one, Groceries for Good, which is new to this year. We actually saw and recognized a need to purchase and deliver groceries to our immunocompromised cancer fighters in our community because of COVID-19. And so we partnered with Susan G. Komen, The Padres, U.S. Bank is a big sponsor, and Albertsons and Bonds. And every single Saturday, we donate groceries to, now it's a handful. I think we have about 60 individuals, and we've donated over 400 grocery bundles the last 15 weeks. So it's really great to adapt to the times and to be able to do something like that. But other programs that are year-round include our Super Kids program, our Ambassador program. And honestly, our Super Kids is one of my favorites. We partner with children being treated for cancer at Rady Children's Hospital San Diego. And we partner them with our teams that participate in Padres Pedal the Cause. And it's truly invigorating seeing the effort that these teams put forward to interact with these kids. You really don't have any other requirement other than writing in that child's name on event day. And instead, these teams are inviting them and their families to the office to play video games, to go get ice cream, to have dinner and to get to know them so that when that day comes, they can ride in their honor and they just get to know them so well. It's much more than a fundraising event. It's a community
1: event. Because of the Padres affiliation, do you think people take the cause more seriously? In other words, because there's a Padres logo next to the cause and the name is on the mission, are people more inclined to help or donate or is it the opposite, where they think that you're some corporate division and maybe you don't need my money?
0: It's a great question. I actually don't think it's either or. I think we just reach a different demographic that we might have not already. And I say that because peddle the cause in St. Louis, St. Louis itself is a huge cycling community. So when Bill Komen brought it over, he saw San Diego, great cycling community. So that already was a first demographic to participate. And as we grew, we continued to adapt. And we obviously have the researchers at each of our beneficiaries, their staff members who would begin to participate. And when we partnered with the Padres, it was just another incredible San Diego focused demographic for us. And it's a larger reach for more participants. The Padres are so invested in the community and so are we. And we're so San Diego Ford. If you ever participate in our event day, we try and focus all of our sponsors and in kind to San Diego specific. So we have ballast point beer. We have peddler beer from a few of our bike shops. We have our bike shops that are local and small that are there to help with participants' bikes. So you truly do see San Diego as the focus.
1: That's great to hear that the Padres are supporting their local brewery. You know, back to my mission.
0: Always, yes.
1: (laughs) So before you're in this world of trying to beat cancer, you have the San Diego sports dream happen to you personally, where you have this opportunity out of college right away, where you can kind of go work for the Chargers, or you have an opportunity looming with the Padres. That's got to be the dream, right? Because if you want to work in sports, and you want to work in your key demographic, for you staying in your hometown of San Diego, you're just hoping to get a crack at either one, but you kind of had a door open at both. How do you make that decision between the two teams? Like that's got to be nerve wracking, mature grasping for a 22 year old to have to think about.
0: Yeah, it was an amazing experience. And I was very lucky that I had the opportunity to first of all, move back home to San Diego. I went to Loyola Marymount University and I took one sports marketing class with Kimberly Rom. and I was sold on the idea that I could get back home for one and second, work for one of the two major teams at the time. So I didn't throw all my eggs in one basket. I sent my resume wherever I could, however I could, even to a few small marketing firms, but my dream was to work in sports. So I sent it over to the Chargers. There was a suite services internship available and then I also sent my resume into the Padres for an inside sales position, which seemed to be the only entry-level position available in sports. And I didn't have any experience with sports outside of um, working for college ticket sales. So knew I probably needed to start at the bottom and work my way up, but I sent my feelers out. Ended up hearing back from both organizations and started that interview process. The first one that I reached out to was the Chargers and Marissa Eggers, who ended up being my manager. We got back together in San Diego, had the interview. It was absolutely fantastic. She told me that her and her now husband dressed up as Leslie Nope for Halloween from Parks and Rec, and I knew that we would be fast, fast friends. And then we ended up getting an interview with the Padres for inside sales with Matt Clark. Now, the process with the Chargers just naturally went a lot faster. And so I heard back from the Chargers very quickly that I had gotten the internship. And with the Padres, I had an interview with Matt and I went on to Next Steps, but I didn't hear back as quickly. Something else that I was really struggling with is, do I want to take this full-time internship or do I want to go straight into a sales position? I told myself that I don't know about sales maybe marketing. I was a marketing major, but don't know if I can do sales right now. Let's go with the internship and see where I can grow. So I was so excited to accept that internship with the Chargers. And it was a definite amount of time. They do it by season. So I started there. And as I was enjoying my internship with the Chargers, I kept getting voicemails from the San Diego Padres and Matt Clark. And he just kept building that relationship with me. How are the Chargers doing? What a great game last weekend. How are you doing? There's always a spot for you to come back at the end of your internship with the Chargers. So what a phenomenal experience to have him reaching out, building that relationship, making me feel like I mattered and he cared enough to reach out and continue that relationship. So my time ended at the Chargers and he was the first person I called. I don't know how I couldn't. And then we ended up interviewing there once again. And that's when I started my time with inside sales at the Padres.
1: That's a pretty special story when you think about it. It's so hard to break into sports and it's so hard to make the right impression. Yet Matt Clark, who was the director of group sales at the time, He's keeping in touch with you when it's usually the other way around. It's usually a kid hunting down a director to try and, you know, get their name and whatnot. So, one, it really speaks to the character of Matt for caring. But what do you remember about those days when you're brand new to the industry? You're literally still an intern. And somebody as important as that is reaching out to you Even though it didn't work out, like from a professional standpoint.
0: Absolutely. At the time he was reaching out with me, he was actually the inside sales manager. And that just goes to show how the Padres really support internal promotion, specifically within the sales department because he made his way up through that organization as well and still continues to build relationships with everyone that he meets. And that's so important, especially as a lower level intern. And it does go to show to the simple touches, handwritten notes, a simple phone call, making sure to touch base. Even if you have no agenda, that's the best
1: thing that you can possibly do in this industry. it's definitely the little things. The little things add up so much quicker in sports than any other industry I've found. It's, It's crazy. You were actually one of the last San Diego Chargers staffers, if you think about it. like You work with the Bolts, so it ends in January of 2016. And then later that month, the team reaches an agreement to move to Los Angeles. What is it like being a part of that team while this move is happening?
0: I guess I just need to start this off by saying how heartbreaking. Born and raised in San Diego. It was really, truly hard to see the team walk away. But they're close enough that I can go and check out some games up there. My fiancé is a big Rams fan, so I might have to hop the bandwagon. Truly, the staff at the Chargers that I worked with were so incredible. And watching that transition was hard, but a lot of my dear friends are still working with the team up in LA. And it's a good opportunity for them to get that another big city vibe and to spread their wings and go up and follow the team. I saw both happened. I saw a lot of friends go to a different team in San Diego while the others followed the Chargers. So it's definitely a mix, definitely bittersweet, but excited to see what the team does up there too.
1: It's such a sensitive topic, but it's something that I'm so interested in when you look at like the storylines of the last, let's call it five to 10 years of sports, San Diego losing their team and them going to Los Angeles is just one of the most fascinating things when you think about sports transition and it's sad too. San Diego was a good football market though they care deeply about their team but Los Angeles is a special place like you've lived in both you you understand
0: yeah I've lived in San Diego and I've lived in Los Angeles I did have never gone much further than that I'm a SoCal girl at heart but they're both incredible spaces and truly I am more of a baseball fan than I am a football fan so as long as my Padres stay here I'm pretty good to go
1: if you're tired of achy joints and sore muscles, you need to visit PapaandBarclayCBD.com slash hot coffee for high-quality CBD products that are great for muscle recovery. Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, or maybe you're stressed and get headaches like me. Maybe you want to improve your skin health. Well, for all of the above, Papa and Barclay can help. Their clean and natural products aim to provide you relief in this stop-and-go life. They're transparent about their sourcing and testing, so you can be sure there are no residual chemicals or nasty ingredients in your products. Your wellness is important. Rethink your health by visiting papaandbarkleycbd.com slash hotcoffee to get 25% off your first order and start feeling better. That's papaandbarkleycbd.com slash hotcoffee. As we dig into your story, we notice there's this deeper why, especially with your job. It's huge to you. I I think there's a lot of extra lessons to learn from people like you that would do their job for free. You're absolutely in this category of people who just blend their life, their missions, their cause, and their job so organically. So when you are with the San Diego Padres and you leave to go be a part of the Padres charity, did this feel like a life come full circle, like a finally moment in sports for you?
0: It wasn't always my goal, and I really like how you worded that because philanthropy has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Sports became a passion of mine, so seeing those two merge together is a really beautiful balance in my life, and I couldn't be happier to be a part of Padres Pedal of the Cause because of that.
1: What's next for the charity? Sports foundations, you know, you can't employ big teams, so you're with a small staff. You talked about your staff as literally a core four, Mm -hmm. so you're always a little bit limited in terms of manpower, but where do you go? Where do you expand from here?
0: Yeah, we're always looking to grow and become a better organization. We always just need to prioritize our number one thing, and that's our mission. We need to always grow and continue to fundraise for what it is is at our heart and our core, and that's raising money for cancer research in San Diego. So whoever wants to volunteer, any additional events that we can host, we're constantly hoping to grow Padres Pedal the Cause itself. Last year, we had just under 4,000 participants come to Petco Park. Let's make it five or six the next year. We're just hoping to spread the word, spread awareness, and keep raising those funds.
1: What does the path really look like for somebody who wants to rise up the ranks of nonprofit work in sports? Like we just alluded to that there's not that many jobs in that part of the industry. What does it look like to try and move up here?
0: First and foremost, I think it's building relationships, getting involved and putting yourself out there. I heard first about Padres Pedal the Cause very softly from my father who had participated before it was Padres Pedal the Cause and it was simply Pedal the Cause. Now, when I was working in inside sales, it was Padres Pedal the Cause and our staff was invited to participate on Team 19, 19 for Tony Gwynn. I participated on a spin bike. Padres Pedal has grown throughout the years. Not only are we cycling event, we do have spin bikes, stationary spin bikes and a 5k as well. A lot of different ways to participate. So when I was in inside sales with the Padres, I was in the spin group and it was the first time I had a taste of Padres Puddle the Cause. And truly being on that bike at Petco Park, raising money for cancer research, riding a bike next to somebody who has cancer or has lost a family member to cancer and seeing the depth and the impact that I was making simply by being active and asking family and friends to donate a few dollars really inspired me. And like I said before, I had that fire philanthropy since I was born, but this truly seems like an organic next step. And I wasn't looking to move from the Padres, but an opportunity arose because I had started to build relationships with the staff and the team at Pedal the Cause. And it just organically happened where a position arose where I could make an impact and I was still connected to both organization organizations and it was a no brainer for me.
1: You hear this cliche about there's sales in everything, but it's a cliche because it's true. Like your sales skills translate into other things. What do you think you learned in sales that's really paying off now that you're in this foundational world? One
0: primary growth for me when I joined Inside Sales with the Padres was my confidence. And not only was that my confidence on a phone, making 60 cold calls a day, you definitely gain some confidence. And thanks to the training of Matt Clark and all of the sales managers, I definitely got a better grasp on communicating with people. That confidence to be able to just pick up a conversation and dive deeper and see what really makes someone tick and how you can best fit them into what you're trying to do. And now we see that all the time with our philanthropy, because if we're reaching out to sponsors... And underwriting the budget isn't the right thing for them, but they want to be involved in giving back directly to the cause. Or if you talk to them and they don't want to participate, but they want to make sure that the Super Kids program is funded, you really need to get to know them so that you have two organizations that are incredibly happy with the partnership and it continues to grow throughout the years.
1: Shannon, I wanted to pose this question to you. How do you think that we get younger people involved in foundational work and in charity because how do you get people to care
0: for our generation specifically and i hate to say this but it needs to be engaging and fun Padres pedal of the Cause is a fantastic event because it's community oriented, but it also packs a punch with the impact. And you see firsthand those stories of individuals who are fighting cancer, who have lost loved ones right here in our backyard. I mean, cancer affects everyone. I'm sure that you could turn to your neighbor and ask them if they've had anybody that they've known and you'd be surprised with the answer. So we try our best to first hook everyone with the experience, they can then see the incredible impact that they're making on a much bigger scale. And that's something for me. I mean, I just explained how when I participated first, I hadn't really been involved. I'd heard of it for years, but it took me participating to truly see the impact in person and to want to jump on board.
1: It is a pretty interesting story in sports when you think about it, that you're working this career in sales, like you almost don't even know that this job exists. And then by attending one of the events, it almost hooks you and just changes your life and really changes the course of like where you think you want to go in your career. When you're at this event, when you're on this Peloton-esque bike, what point does it cross over that like, actually, this is what I want to do for a career?
0: When I participated, when I was in Inside Sales at the Padres, I was actually riding next to my good friend, Marissa Kazarian, who lost one of her closest friends in high school to cancer. Seeing her why, having us both on these bikes, dripping sweat, working hard, and realizing that our battle that day on that bike is nothing compared to the battle that individuals have fighting cancer. That is the most inspiring moment for me. And that was something that changed my mentality. And of course, in that moment, I wasn't thinking, I'm going to leave the Padres and work for Padres, that'll the cause. My mentality at that point is, what can I do right now, other than ride this bike and raise money? What can I do more to help those in San Diego and worldwide fighting cancer? Even if it's a small impact, those things add up. Even if it's just spreading awareness, just getting more involved.
1: Shannon, I just super love your story because it reminds me so much in my life of this moment where the only time I've really been tempted to leave the Lakers, Clippers and Kings in my time was I got involved with an old friend from college. who brought up this foundation that he had started called the Love Loud Foundation about uniting in Salt Lake City, the LGBT and you know the Mormon community and really engaging in conversation and making an impact. And this is something that's so close to my heart just because of my affinity for the, the city. But Remember, the only time I ever thought about leaving Staples Center was when I got involved with this foundation and you see kids and their parents uniting at this festival and they're crying and you can see this lifetime of sadness washed away just through the power of a conversation. It makes you think about like, what do you fight for? What is your cause in life? If the morning comes and you don't want to get up, what's the cause you would fight for? And not all of us get an opportunity to go do that for our careers So it's just a lot of admiration. I don't really even have a question here. I'm more of just rambling as a fangirl, but (laughs) I I really appreciate your story for what it is.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's a lot for me to digest. I've mentioned a few times how philanthropy is so near and dear to my heart, and that's why I'm so grateful that my career path has led me to Padres Pedal the Cause. But truly, if I were to wake up in the morning, I don't think I could pick one organization to help. There are two that are very close to my heart, one being Padres Pedal the Cause, and the second being the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, CF for short, is something that I was born and raised with. My older brother, Liam, suffered from the disease and it's a chronic illness. He was born and raised with it and it directly affected his lungs, made it really hard for him to breathe. So growing up with that, I was surrounded by philanthropy and doing the different events through the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation of San Diego. And that ranged from going to Capitol Hill and advocating on behalf of a few different bills. I was a part of their internship program was when I was in junior high. And now I'm a co-chair for their group called Tomorrow's Leaders. So always trying to make an impact where I can. And of course, you have to have a balance in life. And I think philanthropy is a huge aspect that a lot of people are missing.
1: We ask everybody who comes on the show about their why. And you touched on it a little bit of when you were on the bike with your teammate who had, had lost somebody close to them with cancer. And and really, this whole episode has basically been about your why. But we ask everybody who comes on the show about their So I would love to hear. Shannon, what is your why?
0: My why is my family. And I mean that in an all-encompassing way. My immediate family, I want to it- make sure that they're proud of me and I'm helping to make an impact in my brother's memory. I also mean my Padres Petal family, all of our cancer fighters who I've gotten to know, and they're truly a part of my family in every sense of the form. And the San Diego community is my family too. So I truly just want to make an impact, live life to its fullest in a way that we're remembering those who we
1: can help out all the more. This has been a pretty deep episode and, you know, we appreciate you being vulnerable and talking about some, you know, really uncomfortable and sometimes sad topics. So you appreciate it. And we're going to get to some quick hitters here in in a little bit, which is the fun, lighter part of the show. But before we do that, someone was telling me that you're a volunteer at an NFL coach, Bruce Arians Foundation also. Is that true? So you spend (laughs) your whole day doing foundational work and then you're still volunteering after your nine to five.
0: That's too funny. That was actually in college. I worked for a crimson marketing company, which worked with Bruce Arians. So I did go out to Arizona for a few of his golf tournaments and interned there. But Not for a long while.
1: (laughs) All right, Shannon, we're going to get to the fun part here. We're going to have some quick hitters. Some of these are personal questions or sports opinions, just really trying to get to know Shannon Hearn a little bit better. So whenever you're ready, we'll uh, get started. Shoot, let's do it. All right, Shannon Hearn, quick hitters. Here we go. Who is one San Diego Padre who doesn't get enough credit?
0: I'm going to throw this one out there, and you're going to probably give me a hard time. Trevor Hoffman, and I don't mean because he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, personally, he is an incredible father. An incredible friend, absolutely incredible, outside of the sports aspect, just as a human being.
1: Who is your favorite female athlete of all time?
0: I absolutely loved Mia Hamm growing up.
1: After we cure cancer, what is the next cause that you want to tackle?
0: Cystic fibrosis.
1: As a member of the Alpha Phi fraternity in college, who is your favorite AOE alumni?
0: My sorority sister and bridesmaid, Sarah Rizul.
1: What is one thing you do that drives your fiance, Connor, crazy?
0: Nothing, absolutely nothing. Totally kidding. (laughs) Honestly, my movie knowledge. He gives me such a hard time because I don't know anything about movies, TV shows, actors. I can watch a movie the night before. He'll be like, how good was that movie last night? I'm like, I'm sorry. Can you explain what happened? I don't
1: remember. We asked some people about you and you were described as the following. One person said you were the busiest human that they've ever met. One person described you as Miss Social. But if we ask someone on your staff to describe you, what would you hope they say?
0: Oh, gosh, I'm embarrassed by those other answers, but I guess it's a good thing to be social.
1: (laughs) Miss social is not the worst uh, characteristic. It's not
0: the worst. My staff members, I hope they would describe me as motivating, encouraging, and a team player.
1: I've been called a hard six and much worse in my life. So trust me, like Miss social is not that bad.
0: A hard six. I'm curious as to what that means.
1: It's way too long of a story that's not an innuendo, but somebody literally told me that I was, quote, a hard six oh out of 10. Hard be. six insinuating that there's no room for movement. I can't go up. I am stuck at a six.
0: They had to add that in there. Yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> it's the little details, you know? Hard six is so much hurtful than a six. six. Right.
0: No room for growth there.
1: As a passionate San Diego local, be our travel guide for a second here. Give us your ideal San Diego weekend vacation for anyone making the trip.
0: I absolutely love this question and I'm happy to give anyone a full detailed itinerary if anyone is interested. I'm born and raised in Del Mar, so you absolutely have to hit the beaches up in North County, but you have to get the full range. So at some point, downtown San Diego for a Padres game, but you got to hit some of the good brewery spots around the area beforehand, or perhaps take the bridge over to Coronado to hit up the beach down there too. If you're looking for specifics, I'll say in Solana Beach has the best margaritas. I'm sure they have some beers for you too, Brock, but the best margaritas in town.
1: If you had brought a margarita to the show, we would have allowed it. Hot coffee, cold margaritas has a a ring to it. Please. (laughs) If you weren't working in sports, what would you be doing for a career?
0: I would love to explore going back to school to become a teacher, elementary school.
1: As someone who plays in a sand volleyball league, what are the unwritten rules of playing at the beaches?
0: Unwritten rule, you have to have music. You always have to end with some tacos and a beer at the end of the game. And you have to have a good attitude because you're at the beach on a sunny day playing some volleyball.
1: If you're on the the beach and you need some pump up music for your sand volleyball league, what's your go-to?
0: Oh, I'm so bad. I just play some top 40. If some Beatles are thrown in there to get just a casual groove, it keeps your confidence going. But you're also calm and collected to start spiking the ball down. I think I'd go with the
1: Beatles. So that's your music go to, huh? Is more to stay calm and collected. Like you'd rather listen to eight days a week than, and stay focused than like a post Malone song about being broken up with to like pump you up.
0: I think I just need a balance. You got to surprise me and switch it up. Have a few different things in the queue. Keep me on my toes. Who,
1: Who is one person dead or alive that you would love to sit down and have a coffee or beer with?
0: Honestly, my family is everything to me. So any person in my family, cousin, parents, my fiance, keep it simple, hot coffee or
1: cold beer. Do you have any game day traditions or superstitions?
0: Well, when I played volleyball in high school, there are the simple superstitions where you have to hit the ball a few times before you serve it. But superstitions, not so much.
1: Who is your favorite L.A. or San Diego Charger of all time? Ladanian Tomlinson. There's only one answer as far as I'm concerned, and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly.
1: <laughs> as a Denver Bronco fan, watching LT run for what felt like 6,000 yards and 50 touchdowns every year on us, like, It amazes me to this day that more people don't think he's the greatest running back of all time.
0: Honestly, I had the pleasure of meeting him when I was a sweet services intern there and his family and just a gem of a human being. So kind, so unassuming. He is a keeper.
1: (laughs) And the last question we have for you, where will we see Shannon Hearn in the next two to three years?
0: The next two to three years, you can find me continuing on our mission, trying to keep a balance with work, life and family and working to try and cure cancer.
1: Beautiful. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your life of service. And I I just think that there's so many things that we can learn out of people that just really adopt their job as their life and don't compromise work-life balance. And nobody on our show has done that better than you. So thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing your story.
0: Thank you so much. It truly means a lot. And you just reaching out and building relationships, sales 101, but it truly means the world. And I look forward to keeping our relationship going.
1: Absolutely. We'll have one of those hot coffees or cold margaritas one day in the near future.
0: Absolutely. Come to San Diego.
1: Today's episode of Hot Coffee Cold Beer is independently produced by Brock L. Hendricks. The content you heard today does not reflect the opinion or views of AEG, Staples Center, the Los Angeles Lakers, Clippers, Kings, or Sparks, or any of its affiliates, subsidiaries, and partners.